Hi, I'm Haley. And I'm Aaron. And we're best friends, and this is the Ready for Takeoff podcast. Where we compare the pilot episode of a show to another episode in the series. Welcome back to Ready for Takeoff, where we will be doing the thing that we love to do, which is break format. But not really. We're still going to kind of stick to our framework, but we're going to apply it to an album this week instead of a TV show. After our um, Phoebe and Mm -hmm. Taylor episode, we were like, it was fun to talk about music. We should do that again sometime. And then the perfect album came out because we both have lots of thoughts on it um and that album is sour by olivia rodrigo so how we're gonna format this episode is by comparing the singles that came out in the months leading up to the album to the album itself so with that being said let's just dive right in and talk about the song that took the world by storm in january driver's license (laughs) i don't even know where to start with this song i can i can give us some stats we can start there um it spent eight weeks at the top of the billboard 100 which is the longest run uh at the top of the billboard hot 100 for a debut single and olivia rodrigo is the youngest person to ever debut at the top of the charts. How do you feel about this song? <laughs> what a good question. Thank you, Haley. Um, um, let's just say mm-hmm. uh, I love this song. I don't think that's like a surprise. I, um, I think it was really interesting when it came out because I remember... And like dropping and people being like, oh, like Olivia Rodrigo, like the girl from High School Musical, the musical, the series, has a song now. And people were like, oh, and like people were like, at least from what I, like my kind of scope of how people responded to it, like I wouldn't say that people were split, but I think pe- people weren't like, oh, like this is amazing. Well, at least like not everyone was like that. Um, from, I guess, from my perspective, yeah. it's very much could have been the other way. I think there's just, like, one person that I talked to about it, and they were like, oh, like, the rest of my friends don't like this song, but I love it. And I was like, oh, okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. But I, I have a feeling that most people liked it. Um, but I I remember listening to it, like, a couple times and being like, oh, like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I think, like, a month later, like... I think, especially with the music video, I think the music video is what yeah. got me. And then that just, like, changed everything. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that, it's a good music video. It is a crazy good music video. It's so good. Yeah, I... This song, like, I don't know. It was... It came out, and I was, like, very excited about it. And, okay, you know, I'm just going to, we'll say it now. It's allegedly about her co-star Joshua Bassett, right? The whole album is, and we're not going to focus on that. Um, Mm -hmm. 
we're going to talk about the music for what it is and not really about the boy that inspired it or allegedly inspired it or whatever. But I have two toxic traits. I have more than two toxic traits, but two of my main toxic traits are that I will believe any celebrity conspiracy theory that you tell me. (laughs) And I am a Joshua Bassett apologist. So I went through a roller coaster with this song of being like trying to defend him and then being like, no, but the song's so good. And then I was like, no one better be mean to Olivia about writing about a boy because I don't want her to be treated the way Taylor did. But when I strip all of that away and all of the unnecessary, all of that, it's a good song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something something about it, like, um, I mean, we'll get into this when we talk about the rest of the, rest of the album, but like, I in listening to so much of the of the album like recently like sometimes i'll like not really remember driver's license or like really like Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. think about it but then like once it plays i'm like in that zone i'm listening to it like you just like get reminded of like how like good it is and like it like i don't know i don't know it's just really good (laughs) there was a quote about driver's license that I found from a critic that I thought, I don't know, it felt important to share with you. (laughs) Chris DeVille describes driver's license as a cinematic and old-fashioned power ballad, a prime Spotify core sad girl fair that starts as a trembling Phoebe Bridgers song and concludes as a resplendent folklore track. (laughs) perfect perfect for us honestly Mm -hmm. i think that sums up why we i think that explains why we're both olivia rodrigo fans Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think it i think it says it better than either of us could yeah could explain yeah the bridge of this song got a Mm -hmm. lot of attention um Mm -hmm. As it should. <laughs> yeah. It. Oh, what was I going to. I don't know what I was going to say about it. I don't know, but I had some. Also, fun fact that I learned in watching Olivia Rodrigo interviews the car noises at the beginning are her mom's car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. They're like, hey, mom, can you. Can you record your car? (laughs) My car makes a very similar sound when I turn it on. And every time I'm like, huh? (laughs) Driver's license. Driver's license. Um, Yeah, the bridge. I I also like, I don't know what to say about the bridge. Like, it's just, it's just, it's so good. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, again, we'll talk about this with her, her songs, but, like, just how good her lyrics are and, yeah. like, you know, just, like, the specificity, but also, like, the relatability and, mm-hmm. um, it just sounds like I'm throwing terms out now, but, um, just, like, it, especially with the bridge, I feel like is, is such, like, a vivid, like, scene 
that she that she really that she really paints um i'm trying yeah. my best to sound fancy talking about this music but i always it, revert to just saying that it's good so <laughs> the i still see your face in the white cars is like i don't know why that specifically is so vivid for me but the, yeah mm-hmm. yeah well m- moving on to the next single which the driver's license craze had began to die down but i feel like driver's license was very much still still very present and around Mm -hmm. in in the world zeitgeist (laughs) i don't know (laughs) but april 1st deja vu drops Mm -hmm. um do you remember what was that noise anyway (laughs) (laughs) do you remember what your first listen to deja vu was like yes so i had just gotten off zoom class Mm -hmm. i was looking on youtube and i was like oh there's a new olivia rodrigo music video interesting um i had no idea that it was dropping i had like no anticipation for it um I feel like it's interesting because in this context, like, very much, I think, up until, honestly, probably up until after Deja Vu, Deja Vu, um, I wouldn't have considered myself, like, an Olivia Rodrigo fan. Like, I wasn't, like, actively, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. looking at her updates or, like, looking for new music. Um, I had just enjoyed Driver's License, but, you know, I wasn't, like, super, super into it, which is, um, weird to think about because it's very different now. Um, but... I like, yeah, so I had no idea that the Deja Vu was going to be a thing, and then I was like, oh, interesting, there's a video. This dropped, like, ten minutes ago, and I, like, sat on my computer, and I watched the music video, and listened to the song for the first time, and it was just so good, so different, mm-hmm. not what I expected. And there's also, I feel like it was interesting listening it to the first time with the music video, because... Again, yeah. the music videos are just so good and like yeah. add so much to the songs. Um, but yeah, do you do you remember your initial reaction to it? Yeah, I listened to it when it dropped. Um, like right when it dropped, and then um, and I was very excited about it. Sent a voice memo to my favorite podcast where they rewatch Glee, and I was like. You guys, she's a gleek. And that voice memo got played on the podcast. But very nice. So That's funny. so funny. Um Yeah, but I remember like listening to it and being like, it's good. It's really good. Good job, Olivia. Um But I listened to it like alone in my dorm room, in my headphones, and then about a week later. I listened to it with my cousins in a car. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just hits a lot harder when you're singing along with people. Yeah. Something about also listening to it in a car. Um, I listened to the song so much, like every single drive mm-hmm. that that I went on, I like played mm-hmm. the song at least twice. Um, mm-hmm. And it's so good. It's- <laughs> It's interesting to me that this one benefits more from a car than driver's license does. Yeah. I think it's interesting because, like you said, this song is very much, um, 
I feel like it is heightened when you're seeing it with other people. Like, it's very, mm-hmm. like, a, you know... Like, I feel like it'd be really fun singing this with other people, especially in a car. Whereas, mm-hmm. driver's license could also be fun being sung with people, but I think it is, like, very much its own, like, personal experience of, like, driving in your car and, like, being sad. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. wonder if it was intentional that the first two songs were car-related. More so for um, driver's license, but... Yeah. I... Yeah, I think it's interesting how many car references there are on this album. Mm. Especially because it's no secret that Olivia is a Swifty. And um, Taylor also loves a car metaphor. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, it's, it's just an interesting parallel. Yeah. I guess it also... I love that it... Um... Really, like, I feel like it fits with the sense that, I mean, driver's license is about her mm-hmm. recently getting her driver's license and, like, this being at a point in her life where, like, she, you know, is currently 18 and she just recently got her license and so, like, mm-hmm. cars are probably a big thing. Um, yeah. And so, like, that, you know, naturally just being a part of her world and, like, being shown in her music but also doesn't feel like over the head. I honestly didn't notice it until you said it, but that's a that's a really good, really good point. A lot of her songs do have song, I mean, do have car stuff in them. And it's funny. I said we weren't gonna talk about him. <laughs> I have to say it. Um, it's funny because Joshua Bassett's song "Feel Something" is also very heavy on the car imagery. Um, mm. It's just interesting cars and music i feel like could be a whole yeah like deep dive but yeah um in terms of like records deja vu didn't quite do the numbers that driver's license and the one we're about to talk about good for you did but i Mm -hmm. say that as if it didn't debut at number eight on the Billboard Hot 100. And Mm -hmm. that meant that Olivia was the first artist to have their first two songs in the top 10. Uh, Which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And with that, I'll head us over to Good For You, which debuted at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and broke even more records, including most plays on Spotify in a single week. Dang. The song that previously held that record, (laughs) Driver's License. Oh, (laughs) my goodness. (laughs) So she just broke her own record, having only released three songs. Very nice. Also, Good For You came out May 14th. How... Okay, this song to me doesn't feel like a song that would be up your alley. Um, mm. Like, if I were guessing your ranking of the album, I would put this fairly low. Interesting. How, how do you feel about it? I love this song <laughs> so much. Incredible. I, um, yeah, I... Also, this one I watched for the first time with a music video, it's... which again, 
Jennifer's so body. much because it's yeah mm-hmm. and oh just uh, such you like the product placement mm-hmm. is very obvious but i don't care because it was a great video um <laughs> but i don't know i i feel like it makes i'm curious as to see why you think that i wouldn't like it but it also like i think it makes sense um, i think i can see but like it's just i <sighs> here's the thing I, when you, when you take my life experience into consideration, mm-hmm. I should not be able to relate to oh, 90% me too. of her songs. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Especially a song like Good For You. Um, mm-hmm. But somehow, <laughs> somehow it feels like I know what she's talking about. And mm-hmm. like, it is, there's just so much like, energy in it and like the delivery of like the lyrics and the lyrics themselves and just like the kind of like angriness and the tone that she strikes and it's it's such a fun song to like just like kind of like yell or like Mm -hmm. scream and just like jump around um like especially in the um in the bridge just like Uh, we also uh, didn't talk about did we talk about the bridge of deja vu no like that is it's so good (laughs) so good (laughs) Just the trend, like, oh, her bridges are so good. And, uh, yeah. So, long story short, I love Good For You. Um, I don't know why I didn't think you would like it. Um, I guess I just, like, I don't know. I was just like, this, I feel like this is going to be really low on Aaron's ranking. Um, <laughs> yeah, I also love it. But it, I don't know, it lives in, like, a very different place in my brain than most of the rest of these songs do. Mm-hmm. It's more of a, a listen alone one for me. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Uh, It's the bridge on this one, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then when she goes back into the chorus after the bridge mm-hmm. and changes the lyric mm-hmm. to so to sociopath, oh my god, the way you can just like feel her anger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um her like use of swear words, I mm-hmm. think, is really interesting because in like <clears throat> a driver's license mm-hmm. and good for you and a couple of songs that we will be talking about like there are throughout the album there are like spare uses of swear words but they're done like so well and so like powerfully i feel like mm-hmm. and they fit they fit like perfectly into what she's trying to say and also i think it's um i don't remember exactly what the interview was but like her saying that it, it was like kind of fun for her to swear on driver's license to kind of like set that tone for herself and be like yeah like oh like like people might be kind of surprised that i'm swearing but it's just like it is such a good use of like swear words and like i feel like makes it that when you're singing along like those moments like especially are like very like powerful and when you can really like put so much emotion into into it yeah we at my job, we often driver's license get gets played a lot. Like <laughs> they let me make a playlist and 
Um, so oftentimes driver's license is played because it was the only Olivia Rodrigo song that was on the, you know, so anyway, but it's the radio edit Mm -hmm. and she says, you know, I still love you instead of, but I still effing love you. Mm -hmm. Um, and it does not hit the same. It does not hit the same. It does not. There. Oh, my something that that I feel like happens usually um, like right after a song is released is that like Spotify at least will like at least for me like recommends the first the first like result will be like the um, like the clean version and oh. so there'll be times where I'll be like listening to like the song and I'm like really into it and it gets to the point where she swears but then it's the edit instead and it just like like takes it I don't know I think it's because um I mean, like, of course those versions are still good. Like, the clean versions are still good. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think it goes to show how well of a use those swear words are when, like, the experience is so different without them. Mm-hmm. Like, when it doesn't hit as hard. Um, and not just because of shock factor, but because of just, like, how well it is included in what is being yeah, said. Yeah. It's because it's the word that's meant to be there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And when you're as good of a lyricist as Olivia is... Like, every word that she chooses is the word that's meant to be there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, I had something else about Good For You, but... Oh, the the music video. Mm-hmm. It's so fun to, like... I feel like we saw a side of her in that music video that we had not gotten to see yet. Mm-hmm. You know, like we knew that she was sad and upset and angry and feeling all these feelings, but to see her just like go full out in that music video was mm-hmm. so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like since we've talked about the three, um, the three singles, how do we feel about like these these choices i guess as like as singles and as introductions to her sound i love all of these songs individually Mm -hmm. i was so unsure of what the album would sound like Mm -hmm. with these three being the introduction to her sound Mm -hmm. because they're all so different Mm-hmm. Um, love them all, but I don't feel like these gave me any clues as to what Sour was going to sound like. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? I, um, I think I, I, I didn't really think of it as like in the lens of what the album would be like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I saw it more of, and I feel like this was also like more, at least what I see as the intention, but just like showing like her range um i think like it does a really good job of i mean like and like she says in a lot of her interviews like when you have a song like driver's license mm-hmm. as like your debut single like there is kind of like an expectation set for you and i think like so easily mm-hmm. the other two singles could have been like something we'll talk about this later but like something like enough for you or something like um, like happier, yeah. you know, like something kind of like that fits the vein and like works cohesively, um, tone wise. 
and that would have worked but i think that like with her purposefully wanting to kind of you know push what people expected from her and like dropping songs like deja vu and good for you and like showing that those aren't just like background songs mm-hmm. to like the softer mm-hmm. sadder ballad ones but like in her mind are as important as driver's license and like deserve that single spot um i just like love love that choice and like you said love all of the songs so i was gonna be happy either way yeah yeah in you talking about it it made me think too like she could have so easily been pigeonholed as a as a ballad girl mm-hmm. very quickly and very easily mm-hmm. um and with releasing these three as singles she kind of set it up as like i'm gonna do whatever i want mm-hmm. and you're just gonna take what i give you and appreciate it mm-hmm. and we're like uh, okay should. yeah <laughs> yeah I absolutely love that. Yeah. We'll talk about that after we talk about the album. I was going to ask if these are the three that you would have released as singles, but mm. let's talk of keep that question <laughs> in mind as we go through the actual album, which is Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. And it was released on May 21st, 2021. And from top to bottom, it runs 34 minutes and 41 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to run down the track list real quick, and then we'll go back through and talk about each one a little bit. So track one is Brutal, two, Traitor, three, Driver's License, four, One Step Forward, Three Steps Back, four, Deja Vu, five, Good For You, six, Enough For You, Seven, Happier. Eight, Jealousy, Jealousy. Nine, Favorite Crime. Ten, Hope You're Okay. There's 11 songs. I don't know how I messed that up. <laughs> um, one, two, three, four. I think I, I think I said two number fours. But, <laughs> yeah, you know. Those are the songs that are on the album. <laughs> So, what Olivia predicted to be the most polarizing track on the album Mm -hmm. is the opening track, Brutal. Mm -hmm. Uh, In my ranking of the album, it falls at number four for now. Um, Where does it fall for you? Um, Just a disclaimer, my ranking literally has like no no value to it because oh. these numbers mean nothing to me um yeah <laughs> my number 11 is a song that i absolutely adore mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's a no skip album so when you're asked to rank it's hard i agree um yeah with that in mind it is number nine for me yeah mm-hmm. um how do you feel about it as an opener? I I guess I have two different opinions on this. I think that mm-hmm. as like if you were to take it out of context and just like for any album, like mm-hmm. if this song were to be the opener, I think it's really great just because it is so like it's short um and also the its last lines being god i don't even know where to start um 
Uh-huh. Right, I think those are the right lyrics. Like, I, I don't know, I just love yeah, that transition yeah. into the rest of the album. Um, and I don't, it's like such a, like she said, is like a very, like intense and kind of like, you don't expect it. And it's like, like really fun in that way. It's like um, really cool as an opener. I think that mm-hmm. with the rest of this album, I still think that it's a good, I think it's still a good opening to this album. But as we talked about, kind of like it, I don't want to say that it doesn't feel cohesive, but I think it is that like, it very much, um, with an album like this and kind of the general um, content, I think that in another artist's hands or like something like a more typical approach, this would not be the choice for the opener. But I think it, I, I think it still works because I, I honestly can't see it anywhere else in the order. Yeah. I, there's something about the first words on an album or like the first moment that is always really important to me. Like, I always think of Taylor Swift's lover not lover is it what well, doing good i'm on some new shit yes. that's the one it's folklore <laughs> that's so embarrassing for me we can cut it don't worry <laughs> i'm not going to i'm gonna expose myself <laughs> um also lover though with i forgot you existed as the opening track um but you know i'm doing good i'm on some new shit i'm saying yes instead of no uh as like the first line you hear is like oh my gosh it's new (laughs) Uh, with this right we start with the strings and i'm like okay we're opening with a driver's license vibe Mm -hmm. and then she goes i want it to be like messy And my heart dropped. <laughs> it's everything. Mm-hmm. Just that moment was so powerful. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm glad this is the first track on the album. Yeah. 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 I think it, it also, I guess when you take it in context of like this album being very personal and um also being like again like this piece of work like is her first album and it's like an introduction to you know her work and who she is um like what she decides to show and having brutal being just like a very like angsty song of her like describing different things on her mind i think is a is a good when you think of it as like an introduction to like where she is and like you know yeah the kind of emotions going into this even though it might not seem like tonally it fits like i feel like content wise it actually does and like being like a piece mm-hmm. of her leading into more um like personal songs yeah and what i what i love about this album is that it's so unapologetically the emotions of a teenage girl mm. and i think that flipping from like this just like angry song into these like mournful ballads does make sense Mm -hmm. as the perspective of a teenager yeah 
Um, I, there are a lot of like, you talked about this with driver's license. Maybe it was deja. I don't know. We t- you talked about it in the singles section about like how she's able to be both specific and relatable. And mm-hmm. I think that Brutal is a great example of that in those verses. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the one that really sticks with me, the verses, I feel like no one wants me and I hate the way I'm perceived. I only have two real friends and lately I'm a nervous wreck because I love people I don't like and I hate every song I write and I'm not cool and I'm not smart and I can't even parallel park. <laughs> Which is so specific, right? Like, I only mm-hmm. have two real friends. I can't parallel park. Um, I hate every song I write. Like, those are very specific to Olivia things. Mm-hmm. Yet, that's, like, such an incredibly relatable verse. Yeah. Yeah, I... I don't know. I, I think I just love that it is, like, so just like unmasked in its kind of angstiness and it's like very clearly pointing at these things but like mm-hmm. that people are like yeah no i feel this and like are able to like connect with it how do you feel about the way that she says god it's brutal out here so good <laughs> so good are you kidding me it's just i her okay we will be talking about this as we currently are. Um, but just, like, yes, her lyrics are amazing and great. Um, and, like, the, I don't know, like, the arrangements and, like, the musicality and everything is really cool. But just, like, her delivery in every song, and especially, like, mm-hmm. it keeps everything so interesting and, like, the God, it's brutal out here. Like, there's so much, like there's so much like punch to it and like it's just like so it's like the kind of thing that you like listen to and you like like makes you smile because you're like she really like did that like she really went mm-hmm. there and like oh i don't know it's just it's so good <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. you're right <laughs> mm-hmm. it's i also can't hear the word brutal now without <laughs> under my breath just going god it's brutal out here <laughs> Um, do you feel good moving on to Traitor? Sure, yeah. I love Traitor. It's at the bottom of my ranking, though. <laughs> um, how, how is Traitor for you? <laughs> I, I really, I love Traitor. It is, um, 10th on my list. Um, I feel like maybe, it might switch with 11, I don't know. But again, I, I still love I still love it. I think it with the rest of the songs, it's the one that I like also the album only came out like what, a week ago? Two weeks ago? I don't remember. Like a week and a half ago. Oh, like a week and a half ago. Um thank you. My time is gone. Um my perception of time is anyways. Um not the point. Um It's the one that I like don't know as well. I think like mm-hmm. I I can't remember like I don't remember the lyrics as well I don't I can't like pinpoint like what the melody is I think just because like I kind of mixed up with other songs um on the album sometimes but when I do listen to it it's like really good and like again it is like very emotional and even though I can't like I shouldn't be able to relate to it like I still am able to and I can see like I don't know it's just like very um 
Yeah. It's I think I think this is the song that reminds me of Conan Gray. Is mm. what I think when I listen to it, but I enjoy it. Yeah, what do you think? Interesting. I see the Conan Gray comparison. That that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy this song. And when I'm listening to the album, I would not skip it. Mm-hmm. I, like, really enjoy this song. However, again, the album has been out for a week and mm-hmm. a half. So that's, like, such a small sample time. But every single other song on this album, I have deliberately searched for to mm-hmm. listen to on its own outside of the context of listening to the album all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a good way to put it. I agree. Yeah. Although I do remember like when I was doing my first listen to the album, the reaction that certain lines in this song got was like, oh my God, she said that. And like, oh my God, mm-hmm. that just exposed that about what that relationship was. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I really hope, because, like, I'm very tied up in the drama surrounding the album. Mm-hmm. And I remember when Fearless, there's, sorry I'm comparing her to Taylor <laughs> so much. Um, but I remember when Fearless came out being, like, a young kid and being, like, so wrapped up in the joe jonas of it all right like Mm -hmm. that she dissed joe jonas on tv about the 22 second breakup call and then there was this song on the album that we all knew was about him and like and now it's just like a fun party trick that i can pull out that i'm like i can tell you that this song was about joe jonas and (laughs) And I hope that this album is able to reach its point where it's like a fun party trick to know who this album is about. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't become like the album that was written about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I agree. I think it, it just goes it like, it doesn't need fat, you know, like it doesn't, mm-hmm. it's like such. It stands on its like own. A, exactly it's just so so good and i i um i feel like there seems to be like an effort like on her side like of Mm -hmm. very much like disconnecting from it and like um disconnecting it from that and i think that it like i just hope that that is like you said like becomes how this album is is received Mm -hmm. because it is very much like deserves to like stand on its own because it is so good yeah yeah like i can tell you which man every single taylor swift song was written about Mm -hmm. but i don't think about them when i'm listening to the songs Mm -hmm. and traitor specifically i do think about joshua bassett when i listen to it Mm. i don't with any of the other songs on the album Mm. i don't know why that is (laughs) <laughs> I, I think there's something, especially with Traitor, there's something very 
specific about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I don't either if it's in its like concept or just like I I think it with the other songs again like we said striking the balance between like specificity and like relatability. I feel like this one leans more in specificity, um, <clears throat> but again it, like it still still works without you know being in that that exact position but i think it was an interesting like like second song like for Mm, its placement mm -hmm. i think um but i don't know part of it i feel like makes sense because it leads into driver's license and like it does set the scene of like her songwriting um yeah i don't know I agree. It makes sense for it to go before driver's license, but I don't know if spot number two is where it belongs. Mm. Yeah. With that, driver's license is third. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it. Um, where does it fall in your ranking? Driver's license? Mm-hmm. Um... <clears throat> It's currently fourth for me. Nice. And, it's ninth um, for me. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, we did talk about this, but just how, like, it, I, if you asked me where it was on my list, like, maybe, like, a couple days ago, like, it would probably be lower, but, again, just, like, for me, when I listened to it recently, I just, like, am reminded of how much I love it. Um, I think it's mm-hmm. just one of those things that, like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a great song. <laughs> Next is One Step Forward, Three Steps Back. Which samples New Year's Day by Taylor Swift. Um, how how do you feel about this song? <laughs> Um, <clears throat> so it is on the bottom of my list mm-hmm. only because I think that it like is, I think something about the, <clears throat> the main concept of it, like the title is like, feels the most specific, mm-hmm. um, for me. And so I think that was just like, kind of like a really small de- deciding factor. Again, I love this song. I absolutely love this and with it being the last song on my list that just shows how much i love this album um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think another thing is that i didn't uh, know that this sampled new year's day like i first heard that when you told me and i feel like that Mm -hmm. is very much part of the experience um like i don't think it, it doesn't rely on that like it definitely stands on its own but i think like knowing that and like being a Taylor Swift fan and like listening to the song and being like, oh, like this is this is that like I feel like is really exciting, um, but the more I have listened to this recently, the more I have enjoyed it, um, and the more it's just very very good. I um, feel like something that's interesting is that in the beginning when I first listened to this album, I feel like a lot of the it kind of filters into two two categories. Mm-hmm. There's like the the more like 
upbeat, not happy, but like upbeat songs, like brutal yeah. and like deja vu and good for you and whatnot. And then like all of the rest of the songs are just like sadder, kind of more like ballady types. And like they, mm-hmm. not that they blended together for me, but they, it was hard for me to like distinguish between them. But like the more mm-hmm. I listen to them, and the more I'm able to like realize that they stand on their own, is when I'm starting to mm-hmm. like some of the other ones more, such as Trader and One Step Forward, Three Steps Back. Yeah. I this is definitely higher on my ranking because of the Taylor Swift of it all. Hmm. There New Year's Day is a very special song to me. Mm-hmm. Um and the there's a lyric in New Year's Day which is please don't ever become a stranger whose laugh I could recognize anywhere. Um which is just like one of my favorite lyrics that's ever been written. Mm-hmm. And Taylor's writing this about Joe, who, Alwyn, not Jonas, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, who she is currently with, right? And New Year's Day is really the song about a happy relationship. But that song hit for me in a different way when I was at a birthday party and I was sitting on the couch and there were some people there who I was were no longer in my life laughing and it just like broke my heart to like hear their laugh because I was like oh my god I miss them I don't but like I in that (laughs) moment I really did Mm -hmm. and so the thought of using New Year's Day right which is this love song that's really happy in a lot of ways as a breakup song was like weirdly special to me in Mm -hmm. yeah and i think that if i didn't have like all those like ties to new year's day feeling like a breakup song even though it was a love song it probably wouldn't be as high on my ranking because it's my third favorite um i also love that like the taylor of it all right it's taylor loves the number 13 and all these like Easter eggs are surrounded around the number 13 and it's one step forward, three steps back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it, if it didn't sample new year's day, it would probably be closer to the bottom of my ranking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have much else to say about that one. Do you? Not really. I don't think so. I do think it's an interest. Like, I think it works really well next to driver's license. Um, but then I don't know how it goes. Like, I feel weird about the transition from that song into Deja Vu. Mm. I don't know why. Yeah. I, I feel like, <clears throat> again, with the songs like Deja Vu and Good For You, I feel like it's hard to really know where they would be. Mm-hmm like anywhere um placement wise but i feel like at least like the again with like the the content matter still kind of fits for me i guess like in terms i feel Mm -hmm. like it would have been weirder to go from 
one step for three steps back to good for you, for example. Like, it makes more sense. Oh, yeah, that would have been weird. <laughs> right. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then the the deja vu to good for you transition, seamless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Also, just the deja vu, good for you, enough for you. Anyways. Here's a question that I have. I know you don't have the answer because you're not <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> but I'm going to... I'm going to ask it anyway. It goes from good for you into enough for you. Right. But good for you is number four letter U. Mm. Enough for you is word for word you. Mm. Why? <laughs> <laughs> is that the word Y or the letter Y? Oh, <laughs> great question. <laughs> that was funny. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, like you said, <clears throat> I'm sadly not Olivia Rodrigo, so I do not have the answer. But mm-hmm. I think when you take the the tone of the song, um, good for you. I feel like I, I don't remember where I saw this, but like <clears throat> feels like a text, you know, like good for you, and just like you know, like the energy of it. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But also, but but also like even even without that, like with good for you being like punchier and like 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 a two thousands type song mm-hmm. i feel like that that kind of adds to the edginess of number four letter u but then like with enough for you like with being like a you know like a slower like guitar type song like imagine i just feel like <clears throat> it wouldn't work as well if enough for you was like um number four letter u you know like it doesn't fit mm-hmm. as well i feel like the kind of like not formality but like compared to the good for you like it, it like it helps distinguish a little bit yeah absolutely i the idea that you brought up of good for you being like a text like that totally makes sense to me like the you've stayed up too late crying about a relationship and you send this text <laughs> like the lyrics to that song like that doesn't seem too far out of the realm of reality i mean mm-hmm. not that i've ever been in a relationship but i have written plays um (laughs) anyway it goes into enough for you wait wait what's your deja vu ranking oh and good for you my Mm -hmm. deja vu ranking is it's number two for me where does it fall for you it is number three for me but it again very much could be higher yeah um and your good for you ranking it is five oh my gosh it's five for me too look at that i think that's the that might be the only one that we have the same Mm -hmm. number four yeah so enough for you Mm -hmm. i listen to it a lot it's number one on my ranking it has my favorite lyric on the album stupid emotional obsessive little me um it makes me very emotional it has mirror ball by taylor swift energy what are Mm. your thoughts (laughs) (laughs) i agree it is very good it is ranked um sixth for me um it it was really because i i watched like the um like the release um, video thing and so it was like before I listened to the album, like I saw like the like the acoustic live version that she recorded, um, and just like with with that, I was just like, oh, like these lyrics are like 
so specific, so sad, like so heartbreaking. Like I really didn't expect her to go. I like honestly this whole album, like I just didn't expect her to go there. Um, mm -hmm. I kept on saying to myself so much, but like, it's really good. It's really sad. Um, I, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think this might be. Mm. It's competition is driver's license, but this might be the best use of the specificity relatability thing that we've been talking mm -hmm. about, where it's like mm -hmm. so specific to her situation and so relatable to everyone who hears it. Yeah. Um, I think this brutal and driver's license are probably the three best examples of that. Mm -hmm. happier mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, where does where does happier fall in your rank happier is eighth for me which doesn't sound right i think i should be higher um i feel like all of these songs are just tied for like the top three spots anyways fair um, yeah um where is it for you Six. Got you. I really like this song. Mm hmm I don't know if it's her best. Obviously, it's it would be my number one if I thought it was her best. <laughs> um, but I, I really like this song, and it feels a little like there has to be one on the album where she's nice to the other girl. Mm. I think this is a really good song, but it kind of felt like a necessity. Interesting. More than everything else that was on there. I was like, this is here because it's really, truly how Olivia feels. And I think this is truly how she feels. But it felt a little bit like... I'm being, I'm being a good feminist. <laughs> Which might not be it. It's not a great take. Um, <laughs> I really like this song. And I really like the way she says happier in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's interesting. I I don't think I saw it that way on my listens. I honestly don't know. I, I think it, I think the reason why, oh, I should just, I, I didn't say my opinions of the song. I really like the song. Um, we talked about this when I first heard it and when I listened through, I was like, oh, like, yeah, it's okay. I don't know how I feel about like the, the concept of like, I hope that you're happy, but don't be happier. Like, I didn't know how big of a fan I was about that. Then I listened to it one day and I was like, I was wrong. I, I was incorrect. That was not, <laughs> that was a wrong thing to believe. Um, but I, love the the tone of this because it like mm -hmm. it honestly took me a couple listens to realize that like oh like i thought that this song was like just sad but like no there's like a level of it of it is like being kind of like kind of bitter and like you know like trying to like be the better person and like also still and i think i think that's why the um the reference to the other girl personally feels like it fit for me only because it like um 
I think it, it, in my mind, in the context of her, like, trying to be nice, but still, like, battling with these emotions, it, like, fits into that um, expression. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think I set myself up for success with this song in the way that I listen to this album. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like I said, I was a little, I'm a little too into the drama. Mm. And so I listened to Skin by Sabrina Carpenter right before I listened to this album. Mm. And so I was like, kind of searching for Olivia's comeback song to that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that this is one, and I don't think that she needs to have one, and I don't mm-hmm. think she should have one, honestly, but I think I tried to make happier into the, like, rebuttal to skin. Got you. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I understand. I feel like listening to the first half of this, it very much could have been, like, a diss. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it could have turned into, like, you know... So I feel like, like, going into the song expecting that and being like, "Oh, this is gonna be it," and then it being like the opposite makes makes sense that it was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I I do like that she isn't being mean. I do mm-hmm. really like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Also, another example of um, swearing in this, like being oh, super yeah. good, like just like saying saying that line um like with like so much emotion and just like getting into Mm -hmm. it is so fun um anyways Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. uh jealousy jealousy Mm -hmm. (laughs) thoughts um so i love this song um I love how I'm starting every single like, <laughs> like thought with I love this song, but I mean I love this song. Um, it is number one for me, which personally was a surprise. Um, for me when I when I first listened to the song, I was like, oh, like, yeah, like I think like it's pretty good. Like, uh, I like the message. It didn't like feel like it. I think because one thing about this album is that I was surprised at how much of it was similar in content matter of like how like Mm, mm -hmm. so many of the songs are about or it could be about like the same relationship and like the same kind of realm of feelings um but again done in a way that like the songs aren't repetitive which is like really impressive um but this song which like isn't about a relationship really but still mm-hmm. kind of fits i guess into especially going right after happier like it like it the idea of like comparing yourself um does does fit i'm just not realizing um but when i first listened to the song i was like yeah like i guess it's pretty good like i don't know if i can really relate to it and then like a couple days ago i was listening to it and i was like wait i can relate to this <laughs> like this does make sense um and that changed <laughs> That changed everything for me and mm-hmm. um, is such a fun song to sing along to, especially when you feel like you can connect to it and the bridge. Mm-hmm. The bridge, singing so along to the bridge of this song. Yeah. Oh my 
pretty God. face, pretty boyfriend too. I want to be you so bad. I don't, I don't even know, know you. you. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Like, I don't know what it is about that lyric that just like, it feels so good to sing along to. Mm-hmm. Something about this song, it's number seven on my list, by the way. Um, something about this song that I don't know if it makes me love it a lot or hate it a little bit mm-hmm. um, is the feelings that are described in this song is how I feel towards Miss Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> and I don't know if that makes me like the song more or less, mm. but it definitely impacts the way I hear the song. Uh-huh. <laughs> I that is really interesting I think I think it's kind of cool that it Mm -hmm. does that because it's like you know it's like oh like the people that we aspire to be are also aspiring to be other people yeah I feel that way too but then there's also the tiny part of my brain that's like you don't get to be (laughs) you met Taylor Swift so shut up but the the more mature and rational side of my brain is very much like it's so interesting that like she aspires to things to like she has these jealous feelings about people the same way that i do about her and others in her Mm -hmm. tv show that she's in uh (laughs) (laughs) i love high school musical the musical the series but it's a good song yeah yeah catchy chorus um it's fun to like take a take a breath from the breakup i think it in terms of placement on the album i don't love the placement Mm um but also i think it comes in a nice place to get a to get a break Mm-hmm. I would I would order this album very differently. <laughs> and I would put Jealousy Jealousy, I think, pretty early. Mm. I might even just switch Jealousy Jealousy and Traitor. Oh. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I... <clears throat> I, this was like a puzzle, but I, I like mm-hmm. the transition from brutal to jealousy, jealousy. Um, mm-hmm. Not so much of jealousy, jealousy to driver's license. Um, That's I guess why like I said I change. don't know about that. Yeah. Um, but with where it currently is, I like the transition mm-hmm. again from happier to jealousy, jealousy, because I think like happier mm-hmm. toes the line between, again, like the two category of songs, if you were to split the songs into two categories. Um with its content matter being kind of more on one side and its, um, like, tone being more on the mm-hmm. other side. Um, so I like that into Jealousy, Jealousy. I don't know how I feel about Jealousy, Jealousy going into Favorite Crime, though, and, like, setting up the end. Yeah, I agree. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. I'd like to propose an order to you. Tell okay, me okay. your thoughts. Okay. Brutal. Mm-hmm. Jealousy, Jealousy. Mm-hmm. Happier. Traitor, mm-hmm. driver's license, one step forward, three steps back, mm-hmm. 
enough for you, deja vu, good for you, favorite crime, hope you're okay. Mm. Yeah, I kind of like that. I thought that for a second I was like, good for you to favorite crime, but also it like, I feel like it, good for you and favorite crime have like similar it's like similar content but just like the the lens that you're looking at it through is different like it goes from like mm -hmm. like an angrier perspective to like like a more like like a sadder more reminiscent i feel like that transition is really interesting um to to me good for you feels like the inhale and favorite crime feels like the exhale mm-hmm mm-hmm which that feels like a nice transition into favorite crime. <laughs> um, how do you feel about the song? I, again, love this song so mm -hmm. much. It was um, definitely my favorite at the beginning. Like the first listen, I think it was my favorite. Um, I honestly like don't exactly know what it is because again like I feel like it like, it can fit with the rest of like the ballady type songs but I think there's something about the metaphor and like it doesn't feel like too over the head I know I, I read some review where like it like it feels a little, like the metaphor is a little too loose and like it doesn't really like fit super well but like something about mm -hmm. it I don't know is like really easy for me to connect to and with again the songs like logically not being ones that i can relate to for some reason this one is the one that really gets me and like mm -hmm. i've cried to this song mm -hmm. like when i haven't any of the others which i don't really like understand why when you're like considering like driver's license and whatnot but like i don't know there's just something about it that i really enjoy it is i'm second on my list um yeah i my favorite my favorite lines um are i watched as you fled the scene delight as you buried me one heart broke four hands bloody there's like there's something about the the one heart broke four hands bloody is what is what gets me i yeah but and mm. sorry um Go for it. still rambling the like we talked about like her delivery of these songs and her performance like mm -hmm. i think it's because like yeah. there's something so emotional about how she sings the chorus on this and like the entirety of mm -hmm. it, but like it is just i think that's what that's what gets me the most is because it it like feels for some reason for me like the saddest for her like when she's singing it um which mm -hmm. again is just like my interpretation and so that's i think mm -hmm. that is what um comes through for me it's just like the emotion and like the like how that's why it's so hard-hitting i think personally yeah how do you feel about it i like it it took me a minute longer to warm up to it than some of the others did mm -hmm. um it's 10th on my list but like that should speak to how much i love this album um, cause I really do enjoy this song and for it to be 10th on the list is like weird. Um, I really like the structure of this song. Mm. There's the, the part 
Um, it's bittersweet to think about the damage that we do because I was going down, but I was doing it with you. Yeah, everything we broke and the trouble that we made, but I say that I hate you with a smile on my face. It, mm-hmm. to me, like, feels like she's running. Mm-hmm. Like, fleeing the crime scene. I Like, and there's a lot of little things like that where it's... She's not only painting a picture with the lyrics, but also with how the lyrics are delivered, which is something that we've talked about again and again with her. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's a beautiful song. And I agree with what you said about it feeling the saddest for her. Mm. I think that's really true. Yeah. And I feel like because of that, the placement makes sense for me, mm-hmm. I think. With it being, like, I feel like it, I don't think it could have been the final song, but I think it makes sense that it's, like, the final song about, like, a breakup, like, mm-hmm. you know, with the scope of songs, and then, like, like it, it makes sense that it was the last, the last song about that kind of, like, general content area, and then mm-hmm. I feel like, um, of course, um hope you're okay being the ending song um but yeah i hope i hope you're okay had to be the end of the album you know like there's there's no question about that Mm -hmm. which let's talk about it (laughs) hope you're okay with letter you are as your your what i just said that word so weirdly (laughs) your hope you're Hope you're okay. But I, given the content of this song and thinking back to what you were saying about good for you versus enough for you, I wish that she spelled out the word your. That is so nitpicky. (laughs) (laughs) Not to bring it back to the text thing, Mm -hmm. but I think there... I know what you're going to say. You're right. Mm -hmm. Say it. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I I like what you said about, like, you, like, the fancier you're, um, Mm -hmm. you are, you're, anyways, um, (laughs) we're not going to get stuck on this. Um, like, I feel like it could, I think it works either way, but, like, with the text, like, feeling like, and the song being about, like, people that you used to know when you were younger and, like, reaching out Mm -hmm. to them, like, I feel like that, that kind of small aspect fits with the you are and then okay mm-hmm. being spelled as just o and k without the a y at the end oh yeah i didn't even notice that one yeah i that does make sense to me the mm-hmm. you know being feeling like a text again which what are where does this land in your ranking let's start there this is f- Seventh for me. Sorry, it took took me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I really love this song. When I first listened to it and I listened through, um, I was listening to this album and I was laying down and it was late, so I was sleepy. So sadly, I kind of mm-hmm. fell asleep during like right before the song, um, and so I I don't think unlike so we kind of talked about something on the other um, on the Phoebe and Taylor episode, but like. Mm-hmm. Usually when I listen to songs for the first time, I don't pick up on the lyrics just because I'm not that attentive. Um, and so it's like more so like the music for me. Mm-hmm. And 
but with this album it was interesting because i feel like it the the instrumentation and like arrangement is still really interesting but like was simple enough for me to like really like get mm-hmm. the lyrics more than i usually do and like the lyrics yeah. were simple enough but still super impactful that i like could understand them more so than i usually do um mm-hmm. but with hope you're okay since i was kind of sleepy i didn't really like connect the dots of what the song was about but like listen to it afterwards mm-hmm. like it's just I, I i like love how everyone talks about just like how i feel like people are just like so surprised at how sad it is and like how mm-hmm. like you really don't expect this you know and like you think that maybe it'll be like another breakup song or something um, yeah but like it just being so sad and you know and like pretty i don't know i, I feel like I, had a be- I wish i had a better word than sad to describe it but like it definitely does hit in a way that like emotionally the other songs you like like don't and because of that you don't really expect it to but i don't know i i really i really like i like how i feel like i can't super relate to it there are definitely parts and like people that i think about um Mm -hmm. with certain parts of the song but like Mm -hmm. it still is just like so hard-hitting um yeah how do you feel about it i it's a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Um, the, yeah, it's incredible. And it, but it kind of, it's eighth on my ranking. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of reminds me of the relationship that I have to Ribs by Lord, mm-hmm. where, <laughs> like, so many people are like, this is the most emotional song I've ever listened to and then I Mm. listen to it and I'm like I understand why this Mm. is so emotional for you that makes sense to me and I'm feeling none of those emotions Mm -hmm. um it like I listen to this song and I'm like oh my gosh I can see how hard this hits for people it makes sense to me that this would hit really hard for people Mm mm-hmm and I'm not people, and that's fine, and I'm glad that people have this song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it, whereas a lot of the other songs, like, even though I can't, again, like, I feel like I shouldn't relate, like, I still mm-hmm. somehow am able to. For Like, this one I, I experience, I feel like, more through the lens of her, like, of her narrating it. Mm-hmm. Because I yeah. can directly relate to it, that I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, like... It so much feels like her story because they're like people from her life. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I will. I agree with that. I feel like when I listen to this, you know, I take on her point of view, and I think Mm -hmm. that this song would definitely mean more to me, be more emotional for me if I felt like I was taking on the point of view of one of the people she was talking about. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like if I felt like the song was being sung to me instead Mm. of the perspective of feeling like I'm singing the song, it, I could see how it would be a different experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, I don't know. I've seen a lot of comments from people being like, I have to stop pretending. I understand what the holes in my butterfly wings means. Um, I think that's a pretty clear metaphor. 
Because, you know, like, your butterfly wings are, like, you. if you started as a caterpillar, now you've grown into something beautiful. But, like, just because you're something beautiful doesn't mean that you're perfect. It makes sense to me as a metaphor, and I really like it as a metaphor. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also like how it's like the butterflies are very much part of like the the visual um the visuals and imagery of mm-hmm. like the um what is it called like the marketing kind of mm-hmm. of the album but like it isn't talked about on any of the other songs and so mm-hmm. like I think it's interesting how it I think it is something that makes the song even more personal to mm-hmm. her because like the butterfly like clearly really means something to her and like this being the only song that kind of talks about it and with the use of this metaphor um of saying like the holes in my butterfly rings i think fits really well yeah so with that being the last song let's compare the the singles to the album Mm -hmm. just a little starting with the question would these have been the three singles that you released in lead up to this album? Mm. I feel like no, only because I don't think I would have had the um the intelligence to choose these songs <laughs> as my singles. I think I would have mm. been like, oh, easy. I'm just gonna choose like driver's license and like all these other sad songs because they make mm-hmm. sense um but i i think that if i if i had been presented with the options like if someone came up to me and was like hey what if we did driver's license deja vu and good for you and like explained why and compared mm-hmm. it to my other options <clears throat> i think that i would have stuck with it i guess what i'm saying is that i still enjoyed that these were the three singles um mm-hmm. that were chosen yeah 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 that's yeah how about yeah. you yeah i think that i th- think that these three songs do a really good job of encapsulating the album Mm. while also not giving me any clues as to what the album was going to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only thing that I might have done, which I don't know if I would have, because they definitely got a lot of PR off of this being marketed as strictly a breakup album. Mm. Um, I might have switched good for you with yeah i might have switched good for you with jealousy jealousy just Mm. to make it seem like it wasn't strictly a breakup album but that served them well in a pr sense Mm. um and people were definitely listening to the album to learn more about that breakup so i don't know i do really like like I don't necessarily think that these are the best three songs on the album, but mm-hmm. I think that together they encapsulate every side of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they were good choices for the singles. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about the 
like visuals and marketing of the album as a whole. Mm-hmm. I feel like I didn't really see a lot of it. Um, is the thing. Um, I my main exposure to it was like the cover. Um, mm-hmm. it's like the the sticker photo, and then like the, there's like a balloon popping photo somewhere, mm-hmm. right? With the pin. Um, yeah. I believe. And like, like seeing the performances, I mm-hmm. thought it was cool. I think for the um, for the Brits with the butterflies, mm-hmm. like that was kind of like the my first introduction to it. I was like, oh, this seems kind mm-hmm. of important. And then having that be in um. Hope you're okay. Um, Which also at the Brits, she left letters on everyone's tables that said, hope you're okay. Oh, I love that. I did not know that. That was great. Um, That was really cute. Isn't that cute? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's kind of like my main. And then I know like some of the, the photos of her like with like cake. And like, mm-hmm. jello and stuff. Those photos look so nice. Like the colors mm-hmm. are so sexy. Anyways, yeah, um, I yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I I think it's it is very um. Oh, and I guess the like the single covers too. Um, mm-hmm. It I love how like specific it is, and like with mm-hmm. like the letters and the stickers. I feel like it fits really well, and the dusso is like a very um recognizable like visual presence mm-hmm. like, i feel like it mm-hmm. does a really good job of like whenever i see purple now i literally think of sour and like think of that and like i walked yeah. by claire's the other day <laughs> and i was like mm, sour store <laughs> <laughs> yeah sour store. <laughs> yeah i was in a bookstore and they had like a little like a little like sh- like shelf setup table thing which was like a poster of sour and then like books that were like similar to to it and like oh my god like, like, that's go off i will say there's a lot of songs on this album where i'm like oh my gosh that's totally these characters from this book <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i agree with everything that you said about the marketing of it i too Something I think is interesting is, to me, the marketing of Deja Vu was the closest to the aesthetic of the album. Mm -hmm. Like, if you look at that, like, cover of that single, Mm -hmm. it seems, like, closest to the album. And it's just interesting because then when I'm thinking about the album... I put everything in either driver's license category or good for you category. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting to me that Deja Vu was the most true to the aesthetic. Mm. I don't know why that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't have further thoughts on it, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes sense. Maybe it's just like, I think Deja Vu like walks that middle ground. Mm-hmm. Um, like visually and tonally and so that like translates to it kind of like with the album kind of being like a like a middle piece between mm-hmm. the, the two sides yeah 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 do you have any other like 
big thoughts because we've been talking for half an hour longer than we usually do. <laughs> Which I love. Like, like that. Like, if any episode deserved to be this long, mm-hmm. it's this one. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't think. Oh well, I guess this is kind of a small thing. But like, how do you feel about its runtime? Like, with how like short it is, being thirty-four minutes and forty-one seconds. I will listen to every song that Olivia Rodrigo is willing to give me, and I will enjoy them all. However, I also kind of, I appreciate a shorter album. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, like, I can listen to almost the whole album on a drive to work. Or Mm. I can, like, I can listen to the album in its entirety in one sitting, no problem, and not feel like I should be skipping songs. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I oftentimes, like, the shorter the album, the more important it is that it's a no-skip album. Mm-hmm. And so because this is 11 great songs, I feel fine about it being so short. Yeah. Yeah, I um, was surprised at how short it was, only because it, like, doesn't feel short like i feel like Mm. none of the songs leave me wanting like i mean of course like like you said like i'd listen to anything that she put or like Mm -hmm. if she made a song like 12 minutes long yeah i'd be down um but like i don't end any of these songs like wishing that it was longer like feeling like it was cut too short like i feel like they like are all like again like you said like the lyrics being exactly what she needed to say like like the length being exactly what they mm-hmm. needed to be and being able to balance that mm-hmm. like so each song feeling like its own presence and not feeling too short and also somehow making the album only 34 minutes and 41 seconds is like really cool to me because i also love like you said that i can listen to it and like have mm-hmm. all the all of these emotions and all these experiences in such a compact short amount of time um mm-hmm yeah yeah in conclusion olivia rodrigo is incredibly talented Mm -hmm. she's the first person we've talked about twice on this podcast high school musical the musical the series um i would love to invite her to come on and chat with Mm -hmm. us about any show she wants at any point in time oh yeah um olivia you're totally welcome here and with that, um, follow us on Instagram at ready number four takeoff pod. Shoot us an email at rftopod at gmail.com. And we're on Apple Podcasts now, so rate and review. Um, yeah, and I hope you enjoyed. And I hope you're okay. 